it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon getting out the radio rake and doing a spring cleanup today in this episode of the show. Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullins coming by. Kennedy's going to be here. She's, of course, one half of the Laughs and Liberty Tour. Coming to Clearwater, Florida this weekend. But before we get there, we've got a whole entire country to get under control. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. It is a mess, uh, but we will clean it up today at 888-788-9910. This is, of course, not a partisan show. I am a conservative unapologetically so, but I am not an activist. I am a talk show host. So anyone listening, you can agree, you can disagree. None of that matters to me. I'm not here to convert you. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. You can be a Republican, be a Democrat, be a boy, a girl, a a they, a them. You could be a furry. Fine. Fine. You can absolutely you could identify as a horse for all I care. Doesn't matter. Be a Republican, Democrat, furry, horse, whatever. Just don't be a there it is. Happy Wednesday. Uh here from New York City. Where there is a lot going on. Uh buckle up. It's gonna be a chippy show today. If you're watching the Failavision, uh, I will be on Fox News tonight at the eight PM hour with the very hunky Will Kane. We're going to be getting the band back together. Tomorrow, uh, I am scheduled to guest host Gutfeld, the number one late-night show in America. I will be filling in for our lovable comedy dwarf, Greg Gutfeld, uh, just hosting the pants off of that show with a level of skill and aptitude no one could ever hope to rival. You are so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. I'm just being arrogant. Why? Because, I, man, whoo. For a show that every day, what do I say? It's like, we're just having a family meeting. We're talking about what's going on in the country. You know, I'm trying to uh, tackle the issues of the day. This is my impression of myself. This is what I sound like in my head. So we're talking about things. You know, I'm bargaining with you in good faith. You're my teammate. That's what I say to you every day. I don't, you don't have to agree with me. If we live in this country, as it goes, we go. That's the whole hook of the show is that I'm the one person coming on the air and, and you know, being straight up with you. I don't want to convert you to my way of seeing things. I don't care. We don't have to agree. We were never supposed to agree. Okay, ever. The only thing we were supposed to agree on is that at the end of the day, regardless of how many differences we held when it came to policy, that it was still, you know, we were in the same team. We were getting dressed in the same locker room. Uh, and when push comes to shove, you know, you are my teammate, whether you're an independent or a libertarian or anything in between. That's what the only rule of the show. I say it every day. We're not going to sit here and listen to you bad mouth the United States of America. That's it. But as a guy who really does, you know, prioritize that rising tide that lifts all boats. Okay, I am so bothered. Oh, man. By the fallout from this Durham report, we just got to jump into it. Bill Barr was on yesterday with Brett Baer. You hear Barr on this show quite a bit. And, you know, he basically, 
in the in the simplest ter- of terms, explain that what happened to Donald Trump, and this should really bother you, not because you're a Trump guy. You don't have to like Trump. I don't care who you vote for. Okay, but it should bother you that in this country you can't walk a foot in either direction without getting lectured about protecting democracy. But every single person giving you that lecture just interfered with our democracy in 2016 and again in 2020. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, understand, the intelligence community led by John Brennan, John Brennan is a former CIA director. He should be behind bars. He really should. John Brennan was the guy who led the charge of 51 former intelligence officers who said the Hunter Biden laptop was Russian disinformation. Hunter's a dirtbag. Absolutely. But understand, every single person who signed that letter at the time, they knew that the laptop was real. I admire your honesty. You got, but when it, if you care about the country, you got to be honest in moments like this. The government's going to jump all over your head, Jimbo. Doesn't matter. I'm just let him jump. I'm just going to keep on talking. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. I'm telling you. But stick with me here, okay? They interfered in the 2020 election because taking that story out of the vernacular, banning you from sharing it on social media, Facebook and Twitter. The news networks told us they were going to flat out not report on it because it was Russian propaganda. Okay, understand that story of Biden family influence peddling, that story that is unraveling before our eyes in the fact that Biden, you know, repeatedly saying, oh, I never talked to my son about his business dealings. Okay, we know that's not true. We have pictures of Biden meeting with his son's business partners. We have emails saying, hey, it was great to meet your dad yesterday. We also now have, thanks to James Comer, the established paper trail of 15 LLCs that took the money earmarked for Hunter Biden and his overseas influence peddling schemes, sent it through 15 different companies before it wound up in the bank accounts of the Biden grandkids. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Folks, never in the history of banking has someone done that and not been engaged in some type of very nefarious crime. That's true. That is true. Now, I don't still have the proof of that crime. I don't know that we'll get there. They might have, to be clear, creatively concealed it in a way that allowed them to operate in a, in a gray area that will allow them to escape charges. But the fact remains, everything about Hunter Biden peddling influence was true. And they took that out of the vernacular in the run up to the election for no other reason than because they knew it would damage the Democrats. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. But that's what they did. Do you understand? So the people lecturing you about protecting democracy physically interfered in the 2020 election to not protect democracy, to make it more likely that they got the outcome they desired. Okay, those same people in 2016 are the subject of the Durham report. Now, do you understand if the FBI, every time they get a result in an election that they don't agree with, is then allowed to go behind the scenes and engineer a soft coup based on a totally unsubstantiated, unfounded, evidence-free Mueller probe based entirely on opposition research, from the Democratic nominee, which in this case was Hillary Clinton, do you understand if that's the standard operating procedure, you can stop talking about protecting democracy because there's no democracy left.
You are correct, sir. Let me give you a bar, okay, explaining what went on here. He's on special report with Brett Baer yesterday. Let's start here, clip two. I think what this has shown is that the source and there are really two sources and drivers of this whole ugly episode, and that is Hillary Clinton's campaign, who launched a smear campaign that was based on getting Russian sources, Russian sources, to spread false information about Donald Trump and peddle it to the press and to the government, the FBI. And both the press and the FBI abandoned any semblance of professionalism and took up the cause with a vengeance. And I think the real story here from the FBI's perspective is what an abomination this was, this so-called investigation. If it wasn't a witch hunt, it's, it's a damn good imitation of one. So you understand what he's saying there. And these were the findings in the Durham report. They willingly spread this lie. They willingly launched an investigation all in with zero evidence. None. Didn't have any. Not even a little bit. This was the actual finding from the Durham report. Based on the evidence, neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community appears to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion in their holdings at the commencement of the Crossfire Hurricane investigation. So they launched this investigation with zero evidence. They went, look, they had a crime, and then they had an investigation to go looking for evidence that they could tie to a plausible crime. This was not a legitimate investigation. Is the other finding. FBI personnel repeatedly disregarded important requirements when they continued to seek renewals of the FISA surveillance while acknowledging both then and in hindsight that they did not genuinely believe there was probable cause. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. Meaning the FBI launched this investigation and continued to renew it, knowing full well they didn't even think there was probable cause to be doing it. They did it because it was a soft coup attempt. This should bother you. Because if you vote for a candidate in our democracy, we got to protect democracy. But they don't like the winner. They're allowed to go behind closed doors, spread a fake rumor that allows them to launch a double-barreled investigation and trot people out to the TV cameras every night because they're not under threat of perjury. They're not under oath. And let them lie their fat faces off. Here's Adam Schiff, just one of the biggest dirtbags who've ever lived. Okay, here's a montage of all the times he told us he had lots and lots of collusion. Now, understand, he's saying this knowing that what I just told you was the case. FBI personnel acknowledged both then, meaning at the beginning of the investigation, and in hindsight that they did not genuinely believe there was probable cause. Here is Schiff saying not only is there probable cause, there's collusion as far as the eye can see. You're a bald-faced liar. A liar. Listen to this garbage. Clip five. We will be putting together a report that will set out uh, for the country what evidence we have seen to date, uh, what evidence we have seen in terms of the Russian hacking and dumping operation, what evidence we have seen in terms of the Russian social media campaign, their paid media campaign, uh, and, yes, the issue of collusion with the Trump campaign. There is significant evidence, much of it in the public domain, on the issue of collusion. I think there's plenty of evidence of collusion or conspiracy in plain sight. But all I can tell you is, um, reviewing the evidence that I have, um, I don't think you can conclude that at all. Uh, far from it. Uh, and but, I think, but you admit uh, that, it's uh, a circum. All you have right now is a circumstantial case. 
Uh, actually, no, Chuck. Uh, I, I can tell you that the case is more than that. For example, in that Trump Tower meeting, there was a clear intent uh, to collude with the Russians. There was a willingness to receive Russian help. Uh, the president himself called on the Russians to uh, assist his campaign by hacking Hillary Clinton's emails. Well, certainly if uh, the Trump campaign went to a meeting with the Russians seeking to enlist uh, or receive the help of the Russian government uh, in getting damaging Which information. Which is what the trail of evidence and emails suggests is the case. Yes, that would be a potential form of collusion. Garbage like you just makes me sick. Understand, he said all of this, all of this, all of it, every word of it, knowing it wasn't true. He should be behind bars! really should. Let the country on fire. Again, here is the pull quote from the Durham report. Indeed, based on the evidence, neither U.S. law enforcement nor the intelligence community appears to have possessed any actual evidence of collusion. Any. Here's Adam Schiff flat out saying, oh, there's significant evidence, most of it in the public domain. <laughs> there's plenty of evidence of collusion or conspiracy in plain sight. <laughs> Chuck Todd said, well, is it just circumstantial? Actually, no, Chuck. I can tell you that it's more than circumstantial. Okay, this is so damaging to the country on so many fronts. Understand, number one, if you're the president of the United States, this impugns your ability to govern. When you're dealing with foreign entities, they're like, well, this guy might be going to jail any minute now. So why the hell are we going to make a favorable deal with him? Why don't we just wait him out? You know, if you're trying to implement your domestic agenda. Do you understand the FBI... The CIA, the Adam Schiff's of the world, the John Brennan's of the world, were willing to hamper our country's ability to thrive and prosper by holding us hostage with a story they made up. It's made up. No evidence. Zero. It was based on nothing. They didn't get it wrong because getting it wrong would imply that they were trying to get it right. Okay, they weren't trying to get it right. What they were trying to make the case was that you got it wrong. You voted for Trump. You shouldn't have. I'm telling you, he's a Russian. He's bad. We got to get rid of this guy. Okay, that's what they did. Do you understand? Here is a little more Bill Barr. Okay, talking about how they need to make changes to the FBI. It's clip three. I do think that the Hill can follow up on this and make sure that appropriate changes are made. I have to say that one of the things coming out of this is it's clear that the FBI, the problem, what came from the top. This was not necessarily institutional rot or problems that may exist today. This was Comey, McCabe, Strzok driving this thing from the top. That is no longer the problem at the FBI. There, may, there are problems that have to be addressed, but that's not the problem. And I have to say that there have been some changes. Chris Ray and I put a lot of changes into effect as this thing has unfolded, and I think there's some more changes that can be made. Yeah, you want to know what the change should be? Because, you know, I get on well with, Big Bar- with Bill Barr. I saw him the last time I was in D.C. I love him. His wife is lovely. Love him. Okay, but you know what change can be made that he's not talking about there? Lock people up. Start actually locking people up because they endangered the whole country. Republican, Democrat, your kids, my kids, okay, everything, everything we need to do as a country, whether you're talking about securing our border, keeping our streets safe, okay, bolstering our manufacturing industry, boosting domestic energy supply, okay, all of the things that we wanted to implement under President Trump were hampered and in some instances were made to go away because he was politically weakened by the impact of this fake probe. 
And if it can happen to the Republican, it could ultimately happen to the Democrat down the road if the Democrats are willing to accept it in this moment. So I can tell you, yeah, the Durham report came and went and nobody's going to go to jail. But the reason the media is trying to downplay it is because the Durham report exposes the fact that everyone, everyone who lectured you about protecting democracy was interfering in elections. Okay, they did it with Russia. They did it with Hunter's laptop. It'll get crazier from here in 2024. And the big allegation again was, oh, you know, Putin interfered because he was trying to destabilize America. Well, the good news is Putin got his way. We have destabilized America. The bad news is he didn't have to do anything because the Democrats did it for him. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. This thing is going to become gargantuan when the Son of Man comes. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News Hourly Update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. It is the high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America with your radio buddy Jimmy Fail. A busy day on the show. It's Wednesday. Mark Wayne Mullins coming in from Oklahoma. Kennedy's going to be here. Joe DeVito's going to be here. He's a writer for Gutfeld. I am hosting Gutfeld tomorrow night. So congratulations to him on the day off. Uh, You know, when I host the show, I will significantly write most of it just because I'm used to writing in my voice. You know, as a guy who does a lot of stand-up on the road and stuff like that. But the talent over there on that staff is fantastic. I mean, those guys are stacked. Did that sound sincere? I've been rehearsing it this whole morning. I can. Uh, But check it out. And if you're down in Florida this weekend, Kennedy and I will be in Clearwater at the Capitol Theater Saturday night, May the 20th. And if you did buy a ticket, we will meet every single one of you after the show because that's what we do. You understand? I'm a man of the people. This one one other clip you got to hear while it's still on my brain. I played this yesterday. I'll play it again today because it's not every day we get to reward CNN for actually looking into the camera and being honest with the American people. CNN is the worst. Sure, but here's a clip you won't see anywhere else. No one is playing this clip. They're not even playing this clip on CNN, okay? They're just pretending it didn't happen. But here's Jake Tapper saying that this was an embarrassment to the FBI, clip 11. Regardless, the report is now here. It has dropped, and it might not have produced everything of what some Republicans hoped for. It is, regardless, devastating to the FBI and to a degree, it does exonerate Donald Trump. Whoa! Congratulations to him on probably getting placed on unpaid leave for acknowledging what we all know to be true, and they won't even mention it in the media. The media is a bunch of losers. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. They're playing me some Chuck Berry because they know I'm on the I'm on the verge of snapping over here, taking a look out at the world. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. <laughs> ah, I'm a pretty mellow guy by day, but now I've had it. Today's just one of those I've just had it, man. I'm not in a bad mood. I'm in a good mood. I just mean with the world. Uh, last night, I was on with Laura Ingram. We do a Tuesday segment called WTF. What the Fela? I did not create that. Uh, one of her phenomenal staffers did. Uh, but we do this every Tuesday night. We just kind of talk about stories that are, you know, slightly outside of the headlines, but probably should be in the headlines. One of the ones last night 
was that schools, okay, (laughs) this was so crazy to me, schools, okay, are focusing in on chocolate milk. Now, if you went to elementary school the way I did, you probably, you know, you heard the word chocolate milk and you were like, okay, but now what we're being told is schools want to ban chocolate milk because it's high in sugar and despite the protein benefits for children, the FDA is so concerned about the well-being of children, the Biden administration is so concerned about the well-being of children that they're going to ban their chocolate milk. Whatever. I'm not a nutritionist. I don't want to argue back and forth, but come on, man. Chocolate milk, not the issue. But is it not a little weird? Okay, that at the same time, the Biden administration doesn't want a kid to have chocolate milk. They're fine with a kid getting a drag show from some guy named Cinnabons. What the hell is the world coming to? It's so weird. Like, we're fighting all the wrong battles. One in three kids in this country cannot read at a grade level. I love the poorly educated. Nobody can read. Like, I'm more concerned that kids can't read the label on chocolate milk than the fact that it has 10 grams of sugar. But this idea that, you know, we're talking about drag shows and banning the milk and everything in between, it just drives me bananas because none of it has to do with the well-being of the child and all of it has to do with the well-being of the Democrat agenda. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Because what is banning chocolate milk ultimately but minimizing the reliance on cows. The Democrats want to get rid of cows. That's the thing. Red meat is bad. There's too much methane from the cow farts. That's what they told us. I can't believe I'm having this conversation. we got to get rid of red meat. we got to all go eat bugs. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Yes, because to be clear, nobody telling you to eat bugs is eating bugs. It's like climate change. Everybody telling you to reduce your carbon footprint then finishes the lecture passes around the collection plate at the end of the lecture and then flies off on a private jet counting the take. Money, 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 money. That's every single climate change initiative. Ah, the world's going to end. I'm telling you, we're all going to die. Please give us money. That's how it works. Then you give them the money because you're like, well, they said the world was going to end. We were all going to die. I guess we we should give them a couple of bucks. Pay up, suckers. And that's what they do. They have no data. They have no nothing. Okay, you don't have any data saying chocolate milk is the leading driver of childhood obesity? Do you want to know, you want to know what the leading driver of childhood obesity is? <laughs> it's the fact that we eliminated bullying. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. You're right. I talk about this on stage a lot. I was a fat little kid, but I got picked on so much it kind of made me self-aware enough to want to make a change in my life. But you, like, you got to think of how we're doing this. Now you can't have chocolate milk. It's bad for you. But at the same time, body positivity. What? You're a land whale? You weigh 625 pounds? You're wonderful. And that's what they tell you. It's like there's such a dopey have-it-both-ways mentality that you realize in this moment it has nothing to do with the well-being of children and everything to do with the well-being of their agenda. Okay, this is no difference when it comes to gender transitioning. Okay, Karine Jean-Pierre yesterday, okay, said that, you know, They're all our children. Oh, shut up, woman. This is the narrative that keeps coming out of the Biden administration. There's no such thing as somebody else's child. You know, unless it's my grandchild that Hunter had with a stripper 
that I'm not acknowledging. Come on, man. Think about that. You know what white trash that is? I mean, the Biden's straight white trash. Like, it's so sad that Jerry Springer died when he did. Because the Biden family is a phenomenal season of Jerry Springer. You look at this family. Hunter Biden is having an affair with his brother's widow and knocks up a stripper on the side. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. But think about that. That's a great episode. That's a Springer episode. I was shacking up with my brother's widow and I knocked up a stripper. I love it when you talk dirty. But that's an episode. Okay. My grandfather won't acknowledge my stripper baby. That's an episode. How about Sam Britton? Do you remember the cross-dressing luggage thief? That That's an episode on the Jerry Springer show. I mean, the whole Biden administration, clowns. <laughs> Straight clowns. But when Kareem Jean-Pierre, oh, it's no, it's no such thing as somebody else's child. Okay, all of these emotionalist pleas are designed to take your eye away from a substantive conversation and socially pressure people into compliance. Here are the facts as we know them. Anyone who has been lucky enough to raise a child, blessed from the good Lord himself, himself, I do believe God has not transitioned. I know I'm trying to say so on the left, but I'm not buying it. Okay, understand. Okay, if you were blessed and fortunate enough to raise a child and you paid attention, you realize your child is in a constant state of evolution. I mean, you don't raise one child. In the beginning, you raise about 50 versions of one child because their vocabulary changes every three days. There are words they'll be saying for a week or two that they'll never say again. It's one of the things people tell you in the beginning. They're like, oh, you should record stuff because it goes away fast. Lincoln used to call the remote the marote. And we just thought it was so funny. And there was like a week in our lives where he was like, hey, where's the marote? And we just thought it was, it was cute. It was adorable. It's part of their evolution because they're forming as beings. They're finding their way. They're finding themselves. They're becoming what they'll be. Okay, understand. I've told you famously, my son hated sports. He did not like sports. I coached his t-ball team. And it was amazing. He wasn't that big. I wasn't like one of those dads who thought his kid was going pro. I'll never forget when I was at the draft for Lincoln's T-ball team, the other dads had scouted the kids. Like, well, we got to get this lefty because he's got good power. And it was the funniest thing in the world. And I remember saying to them, this is a true story. I was like, you guys scouted the players at T-ball? I was like, dude, I scouted the moms. Hubba, hubba. (laughs) I just wanted to know who was going to be my bleachers. If I was getting out of bed at 7 o'clock on a Saturday morning, I wasn't worried about talent in the outfield. I was worried about talent passing around the juice boxes. You know what I'm saying? Just some real talk. But the point is, watching Lincoln go from a kid who didn't like sports to a kid you cannot talk to now. Like, every time Lincoln looks at you, in my head I hear, because it's just a sports center interruption into your day. Do you know the Nuggets beat the Lakers last night, 132 to 126? You know, Jokic had a triple-double. You know, Aaron Judge was accused of stealing signs. Then he hit a home run last night in Toronto every night. Justin Verlander made his first starts for the Met, and he got booed off the mound last night in City Field. That's Lincoln. He loves sports. But he didn't like them two years ago. Didn't care. Didn't want to talk about them. Okay, during the lockdown, to get him off of Fortnite for 30 seconds a day, I just made him go outside and have a catch. I made a catch. I pitched him a baseball. Stuff I grew up doing. I didn't want to be the overbearing parent. Like, he had played soccer. He had played flag football. He had played in rec leagues and basketball. But he just ultimately didn't care. He liked coming on the radio, you know, and he just liked being a kid and being funny and playing video games. But he evolved. And the Lincoln I know today did not exist two years ago. So this idea that people in the Biden administration want to tell you with a straight face that if a kid feels like he's in the wrong body at the age of five, 
We should be giving them the opportunity, the say, to surgically and permanently alter their bodies for all of perpetuity. I mean, dude, when you look out at anything who knows anything about raising a kid and how much they evolve, yo, that's barbaric. Incentivizing little kids to self-mutilate, to castrate themselves, barbaric. That's not right. Oh, it's horrific. And not only will they be forced and subjected to a lifetime of follow-up surgeries, but they'll be forced to a lifetime of more medications. Money, 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 money. That's why you'll hear people say, like, oh, no, you got to do this for the kid. It's gender-affirming care. Dude, if your kid is four and he thinks he's trans, it's because you made him that way. Okay, your kid doesn't get out of be- get out of you know a body. He was trapped in a body for nine months. He doesn't get out of that body and go. I think I'm still trapped in the wrong body. I'm telling you, I'm trapped in the wrong body. Kid has no idea what's going on. Your kid only knows what they what you tell them. When you're lucky enough to have a baby, okay, you are taking a brand new MacBook Air out of the packing peanuts, and as you hold it there in your hands, you realize that you are responsible for everything it ever downloads. Okay, every website it visits all the content on the hard drive, everything it comes across in its development is your responsibility. So knowing we're handed a blank slate from God and knowing that by the age of four or five, some of them have a new gender preference, it is not physically possible unless the parent is absolutely forcing it on them. Bingo. Here's Kareem Jean-Pierre saying they're all our kids. They belong to us. Clip 15. There are more than 600 pieces of anti-LGBTQ plus legislation out there. A few hundred of them are anti-trans communities. And that matters because we have to call that out. And we've never seen this level. It's historic in the number of pieces of legislation. And I've met a lot of parents of trans kids in the past couple of months who have told me this, these devastating stories, whether they're in Texas or Oklahoma or wherever they are, saying how they now have to seriously consider leaving their state to protect their child. And that's something that we have to call out and continue to be very clear about, that these are kids. These are our kids. They belong to all of us. You are so full of shit. Are you ready for this? My kid does not belong to anybody. Nobody. Me, Jenny, fair, grandparents, cool. Nobody else. Just, no, stop it. Full stop. My kids do not belong to the Biden administration or all of us for that matter. If they're all of our kids, does that mean Kareem Jean-Pierre is on board with the kids belonging to the people who don't believe in gender reassignment surgery? Of course not. Again, this is emotionalist garbage designed to evade a factual conversation about the development and well-being of kids. It's not gender-affirming care. It's agenda-affirming care. The Democrats see transgender rights as a new civil rights front. They want you to believe they're oppressed, and if you vote Democrat, you're liberating these people. Okay, understand, there is no such thing as anti-trans legislation. Not a single solitary state is passing a bill that says, Get them! <laughs> Lock them up! Don't hire them! Don't sell them a home! Don't allow them into the community! That is not in existence. The only thing some states are on board with doing is saying, wait till you're 18. You know how you have to be 18 to get a boob job? You know how you have to be 18 to get a tattoo? 
Okay, we all agreed that that was the acceptable course of action. But now KJP wants us to believe that you can be five and chop your junk off? This is ridiculous. Come on, dude. That's not anti-trans legislation. That's pro-sanity. I think he's got a point. Sanity. Okay, kids castrating themselves. Okay, and, and championing the idea of kids castrating themselves with no regard for the long-term consequences that'll have for the kid and its well-being and its development. Puberty blockers. You are denying a young, healthy body its logical development because of this agenda. And again, this is not a man talking to you who says, don't be trans or you can't be my friend. I hang out with Caitlyn Jenner. She's hilarious. Okay, I, be, be as trans as you want to be, dude. I would just say wait till you're 18, till your body's had a chance to fully develop. Do we have any data on how these kids are going to benefit long-term from transitioning at the age of five? The answer would be no. No, they're just framing it as, ah, it's anti-trans legislation. Give them what they want or they'll die. That's what it always, give them what they want. Vote our way or people will die. Democrats are so full of crap. Okay, here it is. Here's Joe Biden going with that same vagary. They're all our kids. It's clip 16. Rebecca put a teacher's creed into words when she said, there's no such thing as someone else's child. No such thing as someone else's child. Our nation's children are all our children. You're the lowest form of life on earth. Seriously. Our nation's children are all our children? (laughs) Dude, you don't even acknowledge your grandkid. You white trash piece of Our nation's children are all. So, you know, if someone else's child I've never met, not in my bloodline, they belong to me. (laughs) But if they're in my bloodline because my son impregnated a stripper, well, the number you've reached is not in service. Okay? Do you get the scam here? But it's a coordinated phrase of speech. Here is Kamala Harris saying the same on Seth Meyers, clip 17. I mean, truly, when you, you know, when you see our kids, and I truly believe that they are our children, they are the children of our country, of our communities, I I mean, our future is really bright if we, if we prioritize them and therefore prioritize the climate crisis. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. Do you understand? No, the children of the community, children of the country, of our communities. Dude, if they belong to all of us, if they belong to all of us, that would mean all of us have a say. You know, the ones who want to give the kids an opportunity to grow up and develop into what they're going to become. How many people listening to this, and in fact, every person listening to this, knows somebody who, like, you see them one day and they're all grown up now. Different bone structure. Maybe they lost a bunch of baby fat, got into shape. You know, maybe they look a little more formidable. Maybe they filled out. Maybe they're girls and they've developed into fully formed female bodies. Hubba, hubba. I'm just saying. The idea that we've all come into contact with that a million times in our life. You know, when you know a little kid, you knew him as a two-year-old or a three-year-old. You haven't seen him in ten years. You're like, my gosh. Did you see Billy? He's like 6'5". That's nuts. Oh, my God, last time I saw him. How many times in your life does someone come up to you and go, I remember you when you were just like, because you were evolved. 
Okay, the idea that we want to deny children their right to evolve because mutilating their bodies will give us more Democratic votes, I promise the people standing in the way of that aren't the barbarians. Okay, it's the people like KJP, Joe Biden, and Kamala Harris that are absolute dirtbags for doing this. You're absolutely right. Jimmy Fallon. Nice kid, but a little dumb. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There's a win for DeSantis, children as a whole. DeSantis signing a bill moments ago. Florida now permanently prohibiting generally mutilating surgical procedures and experimental puberty blockers for minors. And they are experimental, understand. Minors given these procedures without their consent will now be able to recover damages for permanent injury or death caused by these medical procedures. So DeSantis not only banning experimental puberty blockers, and to be clear, we don't know how it's going to work out for the kid in the long run, but banning genetic genital mutilations. I can't even say it. That's how barbaric and stupid this whole thing is. We'll try to straighten it out in the next hour. Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullins coming by. Kennedy's going to be here. It's going to be a wild one. Buckle up, kids. More Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Right now. Watch this. Here we go. Buckle up. It is time for another big hour of the high-flying, death-defying Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, a guy who is a former New York City cab driver. I point that out. Why? Because there's a story making the rounds in the media today that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle were in a two-hour chase around Manhattan last night. Come on. Don't bullshit me. Folks, I can tell you this is somebody who drive in the city professionally for quite a long time and still does to this day. You can't speed for two minutes in Manhattan right now without running into construction, a traffic jam, some pantless hobbit in the middle of the road. This idea that British royals were in the movie Bullet with Steve McQueen (laughs) speeding around for two hours sounds an awful, just an awful lot like they might have embellished on this. Uh, You know, just a a little tiny bit is what I'm saying. Just a little, little something. I don't doubt the paparazzi was harassing them. Or I'd be, to be honest with you, (laughs) I think the surprise here is that Harry and Meghan weren't chasing the paparazzi, you know, knowing how, you know, fond they've been of demanding to be photographed while simultaneously trying to tell us they just wanted their privacy. They're ridiculous. Okay, I'm happy to hear nobody was hurt, but we're going to discuss this as more information comes in. Kennedy's going to be on the show. She is a resident of Manhattan. Okay, and we can tell you what it's like to drive in this city. You can't speed anywhere. Okay, in a post-COVID world, they took all the restaurant seating and moved it out into the street, which, again, is (laughs) – got to tell you, man, I know COVID was dangerous, but it's not nearly the health risk that a cab, you know, barreling into your table at 65 miles an hour happens to be. But in Manhattan, okay, people now go out to dinner and sit in the road. We have moved restaurant seatings because of COVID into the road. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Okay. It's definitely not smart. Uh, And we've got that. We've got bus lanes. We've got bike lanes. We now have pedestrian walking lanes. 
Do you understand, like, 10th Avenue would be a good example here in Manhattan. Used to be six lanes wide. Okay, you used to pull onto 10th Avenue in a taxi at 23rd Street, make a right to head uptown and... Now you pull onto 10th Avenue, okay? The right lane is a bus lane. The middle lane is a car lane. Lane after that is a car lane, okay? All right, so three of your six lanes, two of them usable, not a bad percentage. Lane next to that is a bike lane. Lane next to that, a turning lane. Lane next to that, a restaurant lane, okay? So do you understand? You go from charge, we got them, 10th Avenue, here we come. And that was traditionally the fastest avenue in Manhattan. Like if you were going up 10th or you were going up first, you could really make some moves. You know, there's also this idea of the West Side Highway, which has traffic lights on it for most of your trip down the Hudson River. Okay, or the FDR Drive, which opens up into a highway form, but is perpetually plagued by construction. The point is, if either of them are moving, okay, let's assume Prince Harry and Meghan Markle had a once-in-a-lifetime ride last night where you could actually get around Manhattan. They timed the bus lanes right. They timed the bike lanes right, the pedestrian lanes right, the restaurant lanes right. Okay, timed all of that right. Manhattan is seven miles long. Okay, where the hell are you driving for two hours that you haven't made it to your destination yet? I think he's got a point. Okay, just none of it checks out. The NYPD has released a statement, and I find this so funny. So funny. Okay, the NYPD statement is not quite the statement put out by the royal spokesperson. Okay, and I will read it to you. The NYPD statement says on Tuesday evening, May 16th, The NYPD assisted the private security team protecting the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. There were numerous photographers that made their transport challenging. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex arrived at their destination. There were no reported collisions, summonses, injuries, or regrets in regard. Does that sound like a two-hour high-speed chase? The answer would be no. However, understand, and this is so stupid, let me give you this headline. Street horror. Shaken Megan and Harry involved in near fatal two hour paparazzi chase in New York City. Okay, and this is all based on a statement put out by their spokesperson. Now, again, Manhattan is the most photographed city on the planet of Earth. If a rat takes a bite of a hamburger, It goes viral in an instant because we're filled with tourists. Everyone's walking around filming everything. Okay, this idea that there was a high-speed two-hour chase, near catastrophic, and nobody has a video to corroborate this thing? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. I mean, come on. It says they left the event in an SUV around 10 p.m. We're immediately followed by around 12 paparazzi. They eventually decided to ditch their original vehicle, jump into a yellow cab in hopes of evading photographers, a source claims. The insider alleges that one cameraman hit a car while another almost ran over an NYPD officer during the near-fatal chase. Now, how do, what is the claim for it being near-fatal other than that's the kind of grabby headline that makes those two look sympathetic? Oh! The reason I find this so dubious, okay, 
And I've called around to my taxi contacts. If, if Prince Harry and Meghan Markle were riding around in a cab last night, okay, very possible that could happen and no one in our small community would know about it. Very possible. They got in, they got out, they rode for a few blocks. But if they were in a two-hour chase in a taxi, it would be the only thing any of my friends are taught. It would be the only, any anything, okay, and anything. It would be like the story of the century. It would be everywhere. So I don't doubt they were in a taxi for five minutes. But the idea that according to their spokesperson last night, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex and Ms. Raglan were involved in a near catastrophic car chase at the hands of a ring of highly aggressive paparazzi. This relentless pursuit, lasting over two hours, resulted in multiple near collisions involving other drivers on the road, pedestrians, and two NYPD officers. While being a public figure comes with a level of interest from the public, it should never come at the cost of anyone's safety. Now, is it not a little weird that their spokesperson is the one detailing this relentless pursuit lasting over two hours, and we don't have a single person who was in one of these near-fatal collisions? Any of these pedestrians or NYPD officers talking about it? No one said a word about any of this till the royals came out and said that this was the case? I mean, I'm just saying as a person who cares, folks. Are you stupid or something? Were there a lot of paparazzi? Yes. Were they probably chased? Yes. Okay, and I'm not happy if they were chased and anyone's lives were in danger. But it's so hard at the outset to give them the benefit of the doubt. Why? Because this is the kind of story that's written by their publicist to make them sound like victims, which is their entire M.O. Okay, the reason they have been ostracized by so much of polite society is because they just don't have self-awareness. Seventy percent of the public is living paycheck to paycheck. Seventy percent. Look around your country right now. 70% of the public's living paycheck to paycheck. Biden sucks. Absolutely. But can you imagine? Can you imagine in a world where 70% of the people are living the paycheck to paycheck that these two have the balls to be like, being a royal is hard. You don't have a clue. But think about that. It's so hard to be a royal. The other day, my jet was late picking me up, and someone used bad language. I was getting an eight-handed massage, and I didn't like the language they used. You know, it's like, come on, man. You're a royal. Shut up. I don't want them to be hurt. I don't wish them any ill will. But the reason people have a hard time taking them seriously is because every public-facing interaction they have is designed to make them look like sympathetic victims. That's what they latched on to, victim culture. In circles on the left... We celebrate victimhood. We don't avoid it. We champion victimhood. So Meghan Markle, who becomes a British royal, Prince Harry, who is a British royal, does an Oprah interview where they talk about woe is me. That was embarrassing. And the fact that this does overlap with the tragic death of Harry's mom. She was, of course, she died being chased by the paparazzi. And this very much sounds like it's evocative of that type of thing. And the fact that they worded it as a near fatal collision, several people, and no one has a video, it seems a little weird, especially when the NYPD says we assisted them. It doesn't say a relentless two-hour pursuit near fatal. And that's why I think it's hard to buy in. I don't doubt more details might emerge. I, listen, I reserve the right to amend this statement when videos come out or photos come out or one of my taxi buddies texts me back and goes, yeah, it happened. Okay, but until then, it's really hard to take anything these people say at face value. I don't like saying that. You know, I don't want to live in a world where we have to be as cynical as we are. 
But when people are telling you that being a British royal and being a part of the wealthiest entity the world has ever known, okay, is some type of victimhood, you realize this isn't a rational conversation anymore, okay? You are not aggrieved. You are not oppressed. Okay, imagine going on TV and telling a nation where 70% of the people don't know if they're going to pay the bills next week and keep the lights on that it was so hard for you. (laughs) Meghan Markle, don't ever forget, once sat in a village where the people who occupied it were victims of landmines. They were recovering, okay? They were finding their way in the world after being stricken by landmines, losing limbs from landmines. And she sat there and broke down into tears when the interviewer asked how she was doing. And she said, nobody ever asked me that. It's so hard to be me. Yeah, Meg, everybody in the village would love to walk a mile in your shoes if only they had feet. Do you understand how devoid of self-awareness you have to be to do this kind of stuff? And that's why when I read this story, just on so many levels, okay, first as a cab driver, you just can't speed around this out this island for two hours, okay? It's a seven-mile island, number one, so you'd be where you needed to be, especially if you were at this high, breathtaking rate of breakneck speed, Okay, you would have got to where you were going, number one. Number two, there really isn't room to speed anywhere in this city for more than a few blocks before you run into traffic or a construction site. Okay, then there's the fact that we don't have any video of this in a city that I, when I say they videotape everything, like literally just everything. Oh, look at the guys going to the bank. We'll tape it, honey. It'll be funny. There's a guy breakdancing in the street. Oh, yeah, look at that. That's a pantless wino in the middle of the road. What the hell did you just say? Yeah, I'm not kidding, though. I wasn't saying it to be funny. I mean, that's reality. Okay, everybody videotapes everything. This is the city that brought you pizza rat. Rat was just randomly eating a piece of pizza on the subway in the middle of the night. Someone immediately taped it. Okay, we are so inclined to tape everything in this city that unfortunately, every time there's an assault on the subway, okay, you get eight different angles of the assault, Because most people are too busy filming it to think about helping out. You know, even in the death of Jordan Neely a week ago, where Daniel Penny, a former Marine, was a week away from graduating college, a Marine was so unnerved by the goings-on on the train, by the physical threat to the occupants of that train, that a white Marine and a black passenger subdued Jordan Neely because they felt like people's lives were in danger. Well, even as that went on, people's lives were in danger. Okay, there's always one guy who pulls out a cell phone and starts filming it. We film everything in this. I mean, just literally everything. Look at the way that rapper so is at a Snickers bar just kind of gusting around like a kite. I'll get a video of that. It's pretty cinematic. Look at that. Okay, we literally film everything. This idea that we didn't film the British royals being f- chased for two hours is a little hard to believe. But the only thing harder to take serious than all of that is Harry and Meghan. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are stressed out from their busy lives of flying around in private jets, eating five-star meals, and getting six-handed massages. It's a very real thing to be going through behind the scenes. You can help take the edge off 
by donating to the Royal Relief Fund. I never thought that this would be easy, but I thought it would be fair. The Royal Relief Fund is your chance to help whiny, entitled do-nothings survive their woe-is-me charade of a life. It's not enough to just survive something. Like, that's not the point of life. For just $283,000 a day, you can give a British royal things they desperately need to survive, like 30 assistants five personal chefs, and a string quartet to serenade them while they poop. Because not many people have asked if I'm okay. The Royal Relief Fund, connecting gullible fools like you with self-important clowns like them for over five years. Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon heading down to Clearwater, Florida this weekend with Kennedy. We'll be at the Capitol Theater Saturday night, May the 20th is an 8 p.m. show. Second stop on the Laughs and Liberty Tour. Uh, We are, of course, paying for our hotel rooms because we did not sneak into this country illegally. So here's the story now. With the border wide open, Title 42 expiring, the sanctuary cities like New York getting a bit overwhelmed now, uh, running out of places to put people. So the word on the street now is that New York City Mayor Eric Adams is going to start storing migrants in school gyms. I got a bad feeling about this. Wait, what is going on? Here is Adams explaining it. Clip 20. Each gym, the 20 gyms that we are looking at, we have not made a final determination on all the gyms, but that we are looking at are separate from the actual school buildings. Uh, They are independent from the school buildings. They're not in the buildings where schools are. And we have a order, almost an order of where we have to go as the crisis continues. Uh, This is one of the last places we want to look at. Uh, None of us are comfortable with having to take these drastic steps. Biden is such a disaster. Because bottom line is, that's the story here. It's not Eric Adams is exploring school gyms to store migrants in, which, of course, I'm not on board with. The story is Democrats have been so indifferent to securing our southern border that we now find ourselves in a situation where we've run out of hotel rooms. (laughs) Not only for the migrants, but the veterans are getting kicked out of the hotel rooms. You fought for this country, you're on the streets. You snuck into this country, you're in the suites. Okay. Veterans not in the suites, not in the hotel rooms. You know who's else not in the hotel rooms? Okay, wedding guests. I mentioned this on Monday. Here's Gary Moretti. He was on with Jesse Waters primetime last night telling that story. Clip 22. Got a phone call from my sister that she turned around and to check out the news, look at your hotel. No phone call, no text message, no email from them about any cancellations. I called them up, and the first things out of their mouth were, I asked them. I asked them about the migrants moving, going in there. Is it going to be safe for my guests and ourselves to be there? They said, "No, you have nothing to worry about." And in my heart, I'm thinking, "Okay, cool." And they're like, "Your your reservation and uh, your contract's been canceled." Oh. And I go, oh, "Excuse me, <laughs> please repeat that for me, please." And uh, so basically, they said, "No, there's nothing we can do. Everything's been taken care of. It's a complete madhouse in here, and there's nothing I can do." Did you catch that? So they've, you know, booked a hotel, going to a wedding. Oh, it's going to be great. We got the hotel. We'll be 
partying at the wedding. <laughs> no, you won't. They're not even letting you into the hotel. Imagine that. Wedding guests pay for rooms thrown out. Veterans fought for this country thrown out. People trafficked into the country illegally. Come on down. Welcome to the Biden administration. Home to the new slogan, America Last. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon getting the band back together with one of our good pals, superstar senator, a guy I was going to invite him to spend the weekend with us up here in New York, but all the hotels are filled with migrants, so he can't come. I'm talking about Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. Call <laughs> off the trip. <laughs> What's up, Jimmy? Nothing. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, cancel your plane ticket. I hope Expedia will give you, you know, a I refund. Had I, I had I was flying a Legion Air and everything. I had <laughs> Cheap ticket, Pat, ready to go. <laughs> Allegiant, I think they make you fly the plane. It's like a, it's like a DIY. <laughs> it's like renting a it's car. It's only like $39, so whatever. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I flew Allegiant in one of my connections. They're like, do you want insurance for the vehicle? I was like, wait, what? Am I, I thought I was a passenger here. What am I, renting a compact? What's going on here, man? Pretty wild, though. Um, so I've a lot to get into you now that we're now that we're catching up. Uh, but the the New York thing, there's a wild thing going on here, uh, and you with a with a background uh, in all that you do, to see a, a a city displacing veterans from home to hotel rooms because we need room for migrants. Are you shocked that they would not be more concerned with how bad that looks? No, it's it, it, their priorities are all messed up from this administration to the whole woke movement of political officials. Their 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 priorities are completely messed up. It's not America first mm-hmm. because if it's America first, you would never remove a veteran and replace um, an illegal immigrant. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, nothing in this world makes sense when you when you start thinking with that analogy, and uh, and so it, it's just it, it doesn't surprise me, but it, it's still shocking when you hear that someone can have their priorities that messed up. And by the way, got elected by people in that city. That's crazy. Where does that come from? Where where do, where does that mindset even come? If we can't put veterans in front of illegal, illegal immigrants, illegal aliens, mm-hmm. uh, and we we decide that we're going to remove veterans from their care because they're homeless for whatever reason or for whatever care they're needing, and we're going to put illegals in there. And uh, by the way, we're going to pay for it, too, because they're on subsidies, and so they're going to be stuck on subsidies for quite some time. It just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Nope. We're talking to Oklahoma Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. The only thing I can think of, okay, just to be devil's advocate for a minute, is maybe they see this as a deterrent. And what I mean by that is if you send enough migrants to liberal-run cities, they're probably going to call home and say, hey, it's nicer back in our country than it is in America. (laughs) <laughs> at, at which point it slows the roll. Do you think? May you think there's any world? I mean, you send enough migrants to San Francisco, the word's going to get out. You know, I love your optimism. I mean, your glass is half full, and uh, we know what's we know right now. It, what they're doing is not working. So maybe that's a, a off the wall strategy, and you might be onto something. There, Jimmy. I'm, <laughs> maybe you. it's their new. Maybe that's Kamala Harris's immigration policy when she says it's all in her control. <laughs> well, according to her, it's still it's it's one of my favorite lies ever told because it it you know the fact that they were able to commit to this and say that illegal border crossings are happening because of. 
climate change. Like, it's, it's so ridiculous. On some level, you almost have to admire their ability to deliver it with a straight face. You know, no, well, one is, when, no when, one's walking a thousand miles because they're concerned about the weather's going to do in 30 years. No, but what? Listen, they still got another ace in their, in their hand to play too, because if climate doesn't work, they always play, blame it on on Russia's invasion of Ukraine too, uh, <laughs> because it's one of those two reasons why everything's going going to pots here in the United States. It's <laughs> that, because of Putin funny. and because of climate change. That's funny. So they're they're leaving Honduras because they know Putin's going to invade there next. So they're like, we better just get out of there and send some more money over to Ukraine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so crazy. Nothing, nothing would surprise me. Well, I'll tell you what. Another thing that did and not... It's getting th- very cold in Haiti. That's why we're leaving Haiti, too. It's getting really cold. <laughs> they can't take it. to do with the gangs running the streets is because it's getting cold. No, it's the weather. I mean, come on. At time was, yeah. people, people liked, you know, people liked cartel violence. But once they heard the weather was going to be out of sorts they were like we got to go it's so stupid man uh and this is the other thing and and it frustrates me because i don't feel like anyone's really looking out for the country okay yesterday what we heard in the durham report should have been a moment to give pause to everyone because we spent three years with the upper echelons of our intelligence community knowingly lying to the american people about russian collusion and we now know they did this with no evidence and what little attempt they made like in terms of fisa warrants was done with according to the report them acknowledging that they didn't even have probable cause to be doing this which if that becomes the mo all these people lecturing us about democracy are actually interfering in our democracy are they not yeah, you know this is this is the starkest warning, and uh, and honestly, I would say probably one of the darkest uh, um, days that we've had politically speaking. I mean, I'm not politically speaking, but uh, uh, officially speaking, when it comes to how our our three branches of government should work, and the Justice Department has always been a guard dog from the overreach of the executive branch and the legislative branch. The, the Justice Department is one that's supposed to be looking out for you. It's where the Bill of Rights goes and sets and stays, and they compare it with what's going on in the Constitution and the and the other branches of government. I always said the Justice Department is the one that always has the people's back. And you see the DOJ that has uh, been institutionalized to the point that they have become a political arm of the Democrat Party. And when you see a report come out like this, and they've they've misused – uh, the trust of the American people. Um, the FBI has completely lost all credibility, and uh, and and yet they still want us to believe that they got our best interests in mind. When actually they're trying to draw the opinion and shape the country based on what their opinion is and how they can determine the outcome of elections. The Durham report, to me, you know, Jimmy, I sat on the uh, intelligence com- uh, committee for um, years in the House before I came over to the uh, to the Senate, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't even give us uh, the reports and allow us to keep them in the Capitol, even in our skiff. They would never bring those to us. If we wanted to read the Durham report, we had to go to there, and we were watched while we read it, and yet it was still heavily redacted. Redacted for the, your audience that may not understand yeah. that is they literally take a black line and they draw through it where you don't know what they're saying. And you'd have pages, complete pages that were redacted except all the ands and eyes. Oh. But anything of important would be totally redacted. Now, mind you, on the intelligence committee, us that sit on the intelligence committee, we had the highest level of clearance. Uh, not all members of Congress have the same clearance, but we have the highest level of clearance, and they wouldn't let us read it. So we we knew there was something going on that they didn't want us uh, to to see. 
Um, and so we had gone through the FISA court uh, trying to get reports from there, finding out how they did it. When we started getting those reports out, the FISA, report, FISA court, understanding how they came up with their information, we knew right then it was political. There was no question because they had nobody except themselves telling people that this was something that was going on except from a political arm named uh, the DNC. And so when we started seeing this, we knew something was happening. But we couldn't draw the dots together until they actually pulled the re report. Now, here, here's the deal. None of us had saw the full report until they released it. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. And it, it, it literally shook me to my core when I saw it. I, I thought we knew it. Just because you know it is different. It's kind of like, it's kind of like yeah. thinking someone's cheating on you, mm -hmm. but you can't prove it. But when they actually do prove it, then you're like, oh, this really sucks. Yeah, you, know, you, you thought it was happening, but you didn't know it. So you couldn't prove it. But when it did, it hit you hard, and that's what happened yesterday. Oh, yeah. All, all I knew is I came home from work early, and the landscaper climbed out of the bedroom window. I didn't know what he was doing in there. But now you're saying there's video, and uh, we yeah. have <laughs> confirmation. <laughs> well, can I, can, I, can I at least get a free week of lawn mowing? I mean, that's what I want to know here. I mean, I mean, there I can... was at least an explanation because you did have a plant in the bedroom that could have been possibly watering. <laughs> so <there's... laughs> I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, you know, my, my son Lincoln comes on the show. He's 14. He's like a wise ass. And he said, uh, he, he said he made a joke. He goes, how come when I – Where we got that from? Yeah, right. Hey, I know, right? So he goes, uh, he goes, how come I come home from school early and I saw the landscaper climbing out of your bedroom window? So I said, yo, I said, Lincoln, do me a favor. Just tell him to take the stairs like a gentleman because if he falls, my homeowner's insurance is going to go through the roof. This guy falls off the second floor, breaks a collarbone. I, I mean, I'd rather him do the dignified thing and walk right out the front door at this point. No. What you should have said is, man, does he look just like you? <laughs> no, my son is like 6'5". He's a 14-year-old. He's 6'5". Oh, so, yeah, oh, wow. the, don't, don't you get it? M Mullen, that's my whole college plan. I'm banking on him getting a women's basketball scholarship. Oh, hey, that works. Yep. Get your college paid for one way or the next. I mean, what? Title IX doesn't mean anything anymore. No, ma'am. It's, it's now Title nine and a half inches, but uh, that's another story yeah. for another time. Uh, listen, epic as always. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to throw at you really quick is in all your history of running business and, you know, everything you've done on the Intel Committee, have you ever been a part of a legitimate business transaction that went through 15 different LLCs before it wound up in someone's grandkids' bank account, as it did with the Bidens? You know, I haven't, but I've heard those are very lucrative when you do them <laughs> that way. Uh, but I've, I've never, I've, I've never been part of that organization or organized crime or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's, it's very interesting how those fall like that, and then to understand that there was nothing done for it, that people just, just willingly give you the money because they want to have, they want to say hi to you because they're nice people. Mm -hmm. um, and what's interesting too is it isn't always necessarily claimed yeah. uh, underneath a underneath entities that should have been uh, labeled for the LLCs because LLCs are pass through. So yeah. since they're pass throughs. It goes to the individual that owns the LLC to be taxed. Mm -hmm. So um, there's a lot of questions there, mm -hmm. but no, I've never, I've never been privileged enough, I guess, to have that. <laughs> well, that's the the craziest part of this whole juxtaposition is you read the Durham report and you go, okay, so with zero evidence. 
they were willing to hold the country hostage for three years and blow 30 plus million dollars on an investigation into Russian collusion. But with all of this evidence, including suspicious activity reports from Obama's Treasury Department, you know, multiple lies, corroborating emails, there's no interest in this Hunter Biden thing. And if there is, it's a secret to me because I haven't heard anything about it. Do you walk the halls of Congress with the feeling that they're hot on this case? I, I'm I'm very I'm very hesitant when I use a word like this, but I'll use the word because it's 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 fitting. Corrupt. A lot of people use the word corrupt for uh, political gain. I'm not using the word corrupt. I'm using the word corrupt for being corrupt. Mm-hmm. When you have um, the FBI, uh, who is um, and now the Secretary of 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 the State and Blinken. Who was urging uh, media not to play um, the reports that were truthful with Hunter Biden's laptop? Then you have uh, the uh, you have the State Department once again that was um, holding traps, literally holding the door shut mm-hmm. to keep the IRS um, or uh, other entities from looking into the LLCs that were obviously. Um, uh, funneling money to the Biden family in whichever fashion that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was redacting the the big guy from the emails that were released and actually in some cases possibly worth looking at it, but possibly actually rewriting the emails mm-hmm. to, before they were presented to those that were wanting to see them. Uh, and, and then you see that they were trying to blame uh, Trump for doing exactly what they were doing by collusion, uh, colluding with our truly – our adversaries. Mm-hmm. It was everything that they were trying to pin the, the Trump family on was exactly what the Biden family was doing. Every yeah. single thing, except the difference was, is that Trump actually has legitimate businesses and so does his kids. Isn't that amazing? F- 15 businesses. None of theirs. There's no declared business focus. Like they don't sell ice cream. They don't do nothing. You know what I mean? It's no, they're not selling ties. They're not selling golf courses. And they're not following <laughs> hospitality. They're doing nothing except providing access to the big guy. Wow. What a racket, man. I'm telling you, we're doing it all wrong over here, being on the level. Well, I'm Hopefully I can be the big guy one day and my kids can get wealthy off of me. <laughs> you know, hey, that's my retirement plan. Well, I will. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and delete this recording in case you run for higher office down the road. I'll look out for you, okay, buddy? I uh, at the, at the very least, I'm going to sell it for a lot of money, but I'll give you a kickback on that too, you being the big well, guy and all. That, that's retirement planning itself there too. <laughs> here we go. Ukraine, here we come. Uh, you're the best, buddy. We'll do it again soon, Senator. All right. Thank Thanks, you. Buddy. Take right, care. Senator Mark Wayne Mullen, you know, speaking to the question on, well, I don't want to say it's on everybody's mind, but if you care about the country, the question is, are you the big man, Joe? Okay, understand this really quick, why we harp on this. Okay. You got this matters. Okay, the Biden family, just that we know of. Made 10 million dollars, 10 million dollars while Biden was the vice president. The money came from countries that were trying to do business with our government. Okay, now you could say that's a coincidence. Well, you know, they do business all over the world. But these businesses, this money that was sent in. okay, The Biden family does not run a business. Do you understand? It's not like, well, you know, we run an energy business. Ah, we run a consulting firm. Ah, we fix bicycles. You know what I mean? Ah, we own a couple of hooters around the country. No, nothing. They don't have a declared business. And the point is they're not even declaring one now because they're not really under any significant scrutiny from the media. 
or the Department of Justice. But as the vice president of the United States, Joe Biden's family was flagged over 150 times by Barack Obama's Treasury Department as engaging in suspicious activity. 150 times the Obama Treasury Department filled out a suspicious activity report on the Biden family. Uh Oh, I'm in trouble. But he wasn't in trouble because they structured the money in a way that it didn't go to Joe. Okay, but make no mistake about it, in some capacity it was going to him or his family because there's no other reason to pay these people. If you don't work in power, okay, then a Ukrainian power company would have no reason to pay you unless they were trying to influence someone in your family to look upon them favorably when it came to negotiate with the government of the United States. Same goes with China. Same goes with Moscow. Okay, the idea that they made $10 million without any type of business declared, the money just came in through 15 different companies, and in some instances wound up in their grandkids' accounts. Guys, I'm just telling you because I care. That's not a legitimate business transaction. That's the type of structuring the mafia does. Now, a lot of people say, it doesn't matter, Hunter Biden's not in the government. That's exactly why he got the money, because he's not in the government. And he could hand that money off to somebody who was. Correct the mundo. Jimmy Fallon. He's got great charisma. Yeah. He's always dressed fantastic. He has what I call it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Getting ready to talk to Kennedy in the next hour. She will, of course, be joining me in Clearwater, Florida this weekend. We're heading down Friday. And uh, with any luck, we'll get in a cigar, maybe a steak Friday night. Doesn't that sound like goodness gracious? I'm so hungry. You're killing yourself the way you eat. Y'all fat look at you. It is amazing. I tell you this all the time. I'm surrounded by TV stars. I look like the guy who installed your TV. So I got to kind of hold my life together. But man, oh boy, oh man, I come from a long line of storied eaters. I mean, I the numbers I put up in my youth. I swallowed a lot of aggression along with a lot of pizzas. <laughs> Pizza. <laughs> so silly, John Candy. But man, I like food. I'm starving. But, uh, you know, I try to hold my life together during the week. Why? i got to get on the TV tonight. I'll be on with Will Kane. He's a super hunk. Tomorrow night I'm filling in for Greg Gutfeld, posting that at 11 o'clock. Number one late night show in the country. Pretty exciting stuff if you're a former cab driver who went to community college. And I talk it up a lot because I want you to understand they're selling victimhood so hard in our society right now that it's actually easier than ever to get ahead. Because most people don't want to work anymore. We have This is the laziest generation you've ever seen. They're selling so much government dependency. They're telling you, you can't do it. So sit on your butt and watch Netflix and the government will solve all your problems. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Is it ever? We are fired up for a big hour. A couple of my faves coming by. Kennedy... The host of Kennedy on the Fox Business Network is going to join us. We're also going to hear from Joe DeVito, who writes for Gutfeld, a show I will be hosting tomorrow night in the 11 o'clock hour right here on the Fox News Channel. But, of course, for the next hour, for the next 60 minutes, I am here with you doing what I do best, just sucking it in in front of these 
Fox Nation cameras that are staring at me right now. That boy is a P.I.G. pig. I'm doing better. Uh, 888-788-9910. If you want to coach me through the rest of the way, uh, you know the rules. We say it every day. You can be a Republican. You can be a Democrat, Libertarian, Independent. Just don't be a I say it every day, almost every hour. Why do I say it? Because when you look out at the world... Look out at the state of our country right now in the hyperpartisan time that we're living in. We don't need more Republicans. We don't need more Democrats. We just need less a-holes. He knows what he's talking about. Well, it is really simple stuff. But sadly, we are at a surplus of those types of people. Uh, there is a war on free speech going on. You know, we've never lived in a moment, okay, where there was a greater divide between what people believed and what they were willing to say publicly. Because what happened is the social pressure campaigns, the digital outrage machines that were just pistol-whipping people into compliance on Twitter, you know, created a scenario, as you know, where it became okay for biological men to be competing against biological women in sports. Okay, do you remember that? Will Thomas, as a male swimmer, was ranked 432nd in the world. He transitioned to Leah Thomas and immediately became the number one swimmer in the country. Okay, what's to deduce but boys having a major biological advantage over girls? Now, we've always known this to be true. But if you pointed it out, they were like, that's transphobic. You're going to get people killed. This type of hate speech is going to lead to a spike in suicide. Folks are just going to read it and kill people. That's what they did to anybody who criticized the idea that biological men should be competing against biological women. Is They destroyed them online. Think of somebody like J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling in our lifetime is probably, I guess, the most successful author alive. I'm trying to think. I mean, her books have sold over 600 million copies. They've been translated into 84 different languages. Okay, they've inspired eight films plus three spin-off films, video games, Broadway plays. And J.K. Rowling was almost burnt at the digital stake for saying there are biological differences between men and women. People lost their mind when she said that. On- Somebody ought to belt you in the mouth. That's pretty much what they said to her. Do you remember? This is so crazy. Okay, so crazy. But J.K. Rowling was... Labeled a turf, which is a, you know, creative way of saying she's a trans radical feminist who happens to be transphobic. That was the claim. And why was she labeled a turf? Are you ready for this? It's because during the COVID pandemic, someone wrote an op-ed saying we must create a better post-COVID world for people who menstruate. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've heard of. People who menstruate, which she responded with. People who menstruate? We used to have a word for that sort of thing. Was it wimbud? Was it wimblies? And she was mocking the fact that people who menstruate were always called women. <laughs> women. Okay. And why did we say that? Because the only people who menstruated, the only people, were women. But she was attacked. They burnt her books online. They tried to cancel her. Mind you, as all of this went on, 
to this day. The Oxford Dictionary defines the word menstruation as the process in a woman of discharging blood and other materials from the lining of the universe at intervals of about one lunar month from puberty until menopause. The process in a woman. Oh, wow! Meaning only women menstruate. Okay? Yet she was pistol-whipped, pilloried online for stating a biological fact. Only girls can be the mommies. Only boys can be the daddies. Yes, sir. Okay, biological fact. But they called her a turf, a trans radical feminist. You want to kill trans people. And to her credit, she stood her ground and still has. She's been posting a series of Twitter videos this week where people post the old fake story about the kid. You know, people will be like, you know, my five-year-old just came into the room crying and was like, Mommy, how come the Republicans don't care about climate change? We're all going to die someday, and they don't even care. Democrats are so full of crap. That's like a thing people do on Twitter. And anyway, J.K. Rowling screen grabbed a few dozen different tweets this week from accounts that had clearly, word for word, sent her the same type of hate. You know, like my 10-year-old was crying. How come the Harry Potter people are so transphobic? I want to kill myself. And she posted dozens of these messages. They were all worded exactly the same, but they were sent from dozens of different accounts, meaning it was a bot campaign. And people often use children to leverage sentiment. Well, the kids are worried. The kids are scared. Okay, if the kids are worried and the kids are scared, it's because a lousy parent dumped their politics down their throats. Okay, but I bring all of this up and the fact that J.K. Rowling spoke up for her speech rights and for the biological truth because to her credit, she realized if the most successful author in the world doesn't have the protected right to free speech, nobody does. If she can't stand up for herself, no one can. Okay, which brings me to Elon Musk. Yesterday, Elon Musk did an interview. It's pretty happening on Twitter where he was essentially being cajoled into shutting up. And what I mean by that, the CNBC interviewer is basically asking him, hey, uh, you know, you take all these positions on Twitter. People get really upset. As the guy who runs Tesla, shouldn't you just, you know, shut your mouth because it could be bad for business? Shouldn't you just, you know, kind of go along to get along because it might hurt profits? The answer would be no. To Elon Musk's credit, I don't know if he feels this way because he's the richest man in the world and he really doesn't have to worry about money anymore. Or if he just truly understands the value of free speech is what I think is going on here. Elon Musk says, no, I shouldn't worry about the profit or loss in business that might happen if I'm not willing to just play along with things that we all know to be false. Okay, there's a revolution going on in this country right now. And the cancel crowd, the speech police, they're losing right now. They're fighting with everything they have, but they're losing because people now feel just emboldened enough to stand up for their beliefs, okay, in ways they didn't two years, in ways they didn't four years ago. Okay, but here is Elon Musk talking about it. Uh, This is clip 32. You know, I'm reminded of uh, the scene in The Princess Bride. Great movie. Great movie. Um, where he confronts the person who killed his father. 
And he says, offer me money. Offer me power. I don't care. See, so you just don't care. You want to share what you have to say? I'll say what I want to say, and if, 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 uh, if the consequence of that is losing money, so be it. Good for him. If the consequence of losing money, so be it. And he can take that position because he didn't really have to worry about losing money. But the truth is a lot of people who do have been pistol-whipped into compliance. Do you know how many parents played along when Will Thomas became Leah Thomas because they didn't want to be called transphobes? Watching medals, watching trophies, watching accolades that their daughters busted their ass to win, fly out the window because a biological man was now allowed into the swim meet? It's bananas. But there's never been a bigger divide between what people believe to be true and what people are willing to say. And that has everything to do with the social pressure campaigns on the left that very much live on the old axiom, if you have the facts, pound the facts. If you have nothing, pound the table. Okay, they have nothing when it comes to saying we should be mutilating little kids for their own well-being. The puberty blockers they're giving them are experimental. We don't know. We don't even know how it's going to turn out. But this idea that with absolute certainty we should be subjecting kids to these drugs, to these surgeries, of course we know that's bananas. But people didn't want to say anything because they didn't want to get J.K. Rowling. They didn't want to be a turf. They didn't want to have their products burnt. They didn't want to be boycotted. Okay? We all know a man can't get pregnant. cannot happen. It can't happen. Where is the baby coming out of? Because I can only picture one of two options, and neither one of them's good. Ah! Ah, no, no! Okay? But the idea that we've paraded on as if this was a thing you understand is getting in, you know, it's an inhibiting in our ability to solve crucial problems in the world. When you hear like the medical community is start going to be looking at procedures independently of sex in some places, that's bananas because you are fundamentally ignoring the science. You know, people say follow science. I oh, got to follow science. Republicans got to cut follow science. Okay. And then they turn around in the next breath and they tell you a man, a man can get pregnant. They're crazy. Can't get pregnant. Not going to happen. And it doesn't mean you hate trans people. Doesn't mean you don't want them to exist. Doesn't mean they shouldn't feel safe in society, free to love who they want, work where they want, travel where they want, eat where they want, pursue whatever type of happiness suits them. Okay? Nobody comes on the air on the conservative side of the aisle and says these people don't have a right to be. No one comes on the air and says they don't have a right to our acceptance. It's America. The whole point of America is anyone can do whatever the hell they want. Freedom! Which means they can go transition and pretend to be another sex, even if they aren't. They're not. I mean, you are when you're assigned at birth. You can alter it, but it's basically just expensive cosmetic Halloween. It doesn't make you the other thing. Okay, but you have the right to pretend you are, just like I should have the right, and technically always did, to disagree with your claim that you're an actual woman or you're an actual man if, in fact, you've transitioned, okay? You identify as that. You want to be that, fine. Doesn't mean you are, okay? I'm not the center fielder for the Yankees right now. I don't run fast enough, don't hit well enough, 
probably have a good enough arm. I had a decent arm as a kid. But the point is I'm not the center fielder of the Yankees. I'm a 45-year-old chubby guy talking on the radio. And the fact that I wanted to be the center fielder of the Yankees growing up as a little kid was not reason to just automatically make me the center fielder of the Yankees. Why? Because I didn't do the gig, okay? And that's a lot of what's going on now. Okay, you could transition and be happy and wonderful and tolerated and accepted. But the idea that we have to alter medical procedures or even alter children's bodies to accommodate this agenda and be told that we're the barbarians, I'm telling you, the fact that people are now willing to start speaking out, the J.K. Rowlings, the Elon Musk, you wish you could clone these people. They're not bigoted and hateful. They're characterized as bigoted and hateful because that's a lot easier than debating them on the facts. Again, J.K. Rowling chased out of polite society for saying only women menstruate. But as I speak to you right now, the dictionary tells you only women menstruate. Now, if you're wondering why nobody's protesting the dictionary for saying that, and you clearly haven't seen the vocabularies of the people on the left attacking J.K. Rowling. I'm going to go out on a limb and say if any of them have a dictionary, it's a little dusty right now. Okay? This is the problem in our society. Okay? We are dealing with emotionalist people who are weapons-grade stupid. Their feelings are their facts. If they feel a man can get pregnant... You can't handle the truth! But they don't have to handle the truth. Okay, because their feelings are now their facts. But the pesky thing about facts is there are going to come points in time where your feelings can't actually accommodate the scenario. Like if you were born a man right now and you're hoping to have a baby anytime soon, I wish you no ill will, but I got some bad news for you. Okay, because you might feel that men can have a baby, but the facts are still the facts which means you can have one if you adopt one, like Pete Booty Judge, put on a fake set of boobs and pretend to breastfeed on Instagram. That's what Pete Booty Judge did when our supply chain was collapsing. That was absolutely dreadful. But who was he appealing to? The people whose feelings were their facts. And the point I'm trying to make is when you stand up for free speech, okay, you are the last line of defense for the facts. Okay, when you're the one armed with them. Elon Musk is being factual. Okay, J.K. Rowling is being factual. I am being factual when I tell you, okay, that if your speech ain't free, then neither are you. Bingo. Critics are calling it the show of the year. Personally, I think we got hosed on that call. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, holding this country together on a Wednesday. Kennedy's coming up in the next break. Joe DeVito is around the corner. We were having a grown-up talk about free speech, the importance thereof. One of the stories I covered last night with Kennedy was this Miller Lite fiasco. So Miller Lite is really funny. They had filmed a commercial for Women's History Month back in March where they kind of bashed the idea that every beer commercial had put women in bikinis. 
And, of course, this kind of dovetails with that woke, you know, perception of beer marketing as, hey, it caters to these Neanderthal white guys who like chicks. And we need to change that attitude and we need to start catering to this other, you know, sensibility. Now, understand these woke executives, what they prioritize is not the ability to cater to your preferences. What they're trying to do is change your preferences. He knows what he's talking about. Okay, they didn't go out and say, yeah, we got to get rid of chicks in bikinis because they thought the guys would be like, yeah, that's about time we got rid of the chicks in bikinis. Here's a newsflash. Guys like chicks in bikinis. Girls like chicks in bikinis. You know, Emily Campagna was talking about this yesterday on the show. She's a former Oakland Raiders cheerleader who was also in Coors Light ads in a bikini. If you are good-looking enough that your appearance will help sell a product that is not something that's denigrating to you, that's not something that should be looked upon as a negative. But because these corporations prioritize their DEI scores, diversity, equity, and inclusion, they want to get good corporate social credit scores for prioritizing things like the climate and inclusion. But here's a newsflash. If you're drinking beer, it's because you're sick of being lectured about the climate and inclusion. That is correct. So these marketing campaigns backfire. But what happened is the Miller Lite thing came out before the Dylan Mulvaney commercials, marketing campaign or whatever the hell Bud Light decided to call it, took their profits and sales down by about 30%. So Miller Lite, now having this video resurface, looked around and was like, This could be a problem. And now they're trying to backtrack. It's just a joke. Get over it. You know, as they quietly delete any and all mention of the video because they know they screwed up. Ooh, baby boy. Got some breaking news from the Washington Post. The breaking news is... Harry and Meghan Markle are full of <laughs> Joining me now to discuss this breaking news, someone who can't even corroborate this reporting, but I'm sure she stands behind anything I say. She's one half of the Laughs and Liberty tour. She's the Laughs, and of course, Liberty is my stage name for my dance routine. Kennedy's back on the show. Hey, girl. Uh, do you have, which which song mankini are you wearing? Oh, I, I you know, the, Clearwater. the thing about it is, you know, fashion is about capturing your energy on a given day. So I've got to get down there and see what my energy is when I'm walking around Clearwater. I don't know if I do like to yeah, look. Yeah, don't, don't forget there's going to be some humidity, so don't yeah. leave the gold bond back home. You know <laughs> Give me a little chafe going on. Uh, so I'm sure. You don't want to be Jimmy Chaffetz. <laughs> so funny. No, because the photographs, you know, it's you got Instagram to think about afterwards. We do the fancy meet and greets. You know, and it's, a, you know, even with all the tipping, you know, I got tipped pretty well in, in Reading. Did I not for that number? Yeah, the only thing, the only tip I got was, uh, you know, get out of town as fast as you can, you dumb broad, which they thought was <laughs> aggressive, but you know, that's why we're going to Clearwater. <laughs> I apologized for that, but yes, I'm glad you're still a sport. <laughs> glad you are still a sport. So really quickly, as a resident of Manhattan, who's someone who spends a lot of time here, uh, this story about Prince Harry and Meghan Markle getting chased, I don't doubt for a second that they, you know, were hounded by a paparazzi. But the claim was a two-hour high-speed car chase that was near catastrophic. Those are the exact words from their spokesperson. Well, the Washington Post has just interviewed the cab driver who drove them around. 
and they tweeted a minute ago, okay, just as you were coming on the air. These are the exact words of the cab driver. The gentleman's name is Sushan Singh, okay? He's, this is the cab driver. He drove them. I don't think I would call it a chase. I never felt like I was in danger. It wasn't like a car chase in a movie. They were quiet and seemed a little scared, but it's New York. It was safe. Now, do you mean to tell me Harry and Meghan would exaggerate to make themselves look sympathetic? Oh, they're such victims. I feel so bad for them. <laughs> what are we going to oh, do? You know what? The only, the only cure is don't, don't leave your house and don't ever go to New York ever again. It's such a dangerous place. <laughs> they're absolutely right. Like, they should be fearing for everyone's safety when they're here. So don't ever come here again. <laughs> Take thanks. Bye. <laughs> What did you call her? The Duchess of like Montecito or something like that? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> should should but should we be postponing this Clearwater date to start a GoFundMe for Harry and Meghan? I mean, these they're going through a lot. I worry about them because uh, you know Prince Gingerballs doesn't have palace <laughs> security for the the spare jewels. It's it's a really <laughs> scary time for them. They just have no money. I don't know how they live uh, and driving around in a cab. Oh, that's so normal. They're just such normal people. It's so funny because, like, here's the thing about it, which is just so ridiculous. Like, this is such, like, a weird Jussie Smollett-type deal. Again, the report now says that in the one video shared, there were two vehicles. They were Hondas. Okay, their spokesperson said dozens of vehicles with blacked-out windows were chasing them. Now, you know this, okay? We live in a city where if a rat has a bite of a cheeseburger, someone's there to videotape it and it goes viral. The idea you, oh, could, yeah. the idea you could drive around this city being chased by dozens of vehicles for two hours and someone didn't video this and it wasn't all over the Internet, number one, is preposterous. Number two, you can't drive three feet in this city in any direction, okay, at a high rate of speed at without— any, At any time of day. Any time. Any time. My apartment overlooks the West Side Highway. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I pretend that the taillights are Christmas lights because <laughs> there's traffic 24 hours a day. Yep. If I sit outside at, at midnight, there's traffic going in both directions. They are lying. Oh. Manhattan has never had worse traffic. Ever. And it's because there are cabs and Ubers and private black cars and, you know, now – Dumb, dumb hipsters on scooters with no helmets, just asking for it. It's a shame if they got a car door accident. That'd be awful. <laughs> uh, but yeah, these two, it's, that's a lie. Like the whole thing is a lie. No one believes them. No one feels bad for them. She'll never be Princess Diana. No one likes her. She's not the people's princess. She's not the queen of people's hearts. She's the queen of her own farts. <laughs> that was a. 80s song, I believe. Queen of Farts, I believe. Uh, lonely as a queen of farts, you must get as lonely as a queen of farts. Kennedy's on the line. <laughs> Just doing some of the musical numbers. Uh, okay. From... That's, and that's what you're going to get on the Last Liberty Tour. You're going to get music. You're going to get trivia. You're going to get vaudeville. Q&A. You're going to get uh, nudity, a chimp, like whatever you want. What if the crowd wants it? We really tailored the show to, <laughs> to what it's a, it's a bespoke tour. It is Every a, night is different. It's very accommodating. Yeah, no two set lists are the mm-hmm. same. No, there's a lot going on. 
Uh, there was another. Hold on a second, though, because I, you're making you're making a point about. Oh, hold on, it was about traffic. It was about them speeding. It was about them lying. Them trying to be sympathetic. Yeah, that's the other. That's the other angle here. Okay, is that this story so obviously mirrors the story about his mom, which is you know they were fatally chased by the paparazzi. But I think in this instance, most people are shocked to hear Harry and Meghan weren't chasing the paparazzi. No. No, they probably were. It was like South Park. They probably had <laughs> we like, want privacy. Yeah, yeah, emblazoned headshots on the top of the cab. Like, look who's inside. Don't look who's inside. Whatever you do. <laughs> it's so true, man. And everybody, it's like I. This is what I hate. It's not specific to them. Okay, but they are glomming on to something that was around. It predated them by a few years called like victim culture, where it became fashionable to try to portray yourself as some type of a victim, as some type of a sympathetic yeah. figure. But what bothers me about it is the people that are glomming on to victim culture are some of the most prosperous people in society. It's not the little guy. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not that that struggling person that's overcome so much adversity to get somewhere because those are the people diversity, you know, builds character and defines it, reveals it and everything in between. It's these people that are flying around on private jets getting eight handed massages that are like, when am I going to get a break? Yeah. And also these people flying around on private jets telling people they shouldn't not only they shouldn't fly on private jets, they shouldn't fly anymore, that we shouldn't drive. That we shouldn't have gas stoves. Mm-hmm. That we shouldn't live in skyscrapers. Like they have all the answers, and you know it's like Ginger Nuts was <laughs> sure he flew back to L.A. on a on a British Airways flight. That's because he he would have been excommunicated from all of royaldom forever if he uh, violated. Yes. Another one of his fake axioms. Yeah, because that was also a heavily photographed flight because he was leaving the coronation. Like when he just comes and goes, it's a different animal. But there's just everyone needs to know this. There's no world. These are two Manhattanites talking. And one of them happens to be a former cab driver and probably a future cab driver, depending on what goes down in Clearwater Saturday night. You don't know. These shows get rowdy. And the other is Jimmy Fallon. (laughs) But we have on a I'll give you a good example. Tenth Avenue is a good example. Okay, you have bus lane, bike lane, pedestrian lane, turning lane and People sitting in the street as part of restaurant seating because of COVID. So 10th Avenue used to be six lanes wide going north. Six lanes. It was a drag strip. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. When you pulled on to 10th, you'd actually hear the voiceover guy. The Raceway Park demon giggling. And uh, buy the whole seat. You only need the edge. <laughs> exactly. white knuckle drag racing on 10th Avenue. And that's exactly what it was. But now you only have, it used to be six lanes going north. Now you have two. And there's usually construction in one of them. So the point is. Yeah, there's construction. And don't forget people bubble parking, whether it's a UPS truck, a a grocery food services truck, some a-hole who's just sitting there waiting for his wife to come out of the UPS store. Yep. Like everyone is, I was, I was walking down 10th Avenue the other day and I was like, do we really need 16 lanes for buses nope. and restaurants? Mm-mm. And then now you got to look both ways in the bike lanes because you know, the dumb, dumb hipsters go the wrong way on their stupid scooters. And yep. Yeah. The whole, the whole city. Yeah, sure. It's a mess, but it's also 
you can't navigate through it. And I wish you could. Like, please let me know where you went because I would love to take that route to work. <laughs> if you actually found a, a secret route through the city, please just yeah. put it on your friggin' Snapchat so we can follow along, you <laughs> Harry and Megan, if you want to win the people back, let us know where you can speed in Manhattan. That I want to yeah, know. That'd be great. I, hey, if that's true, then more power to them and the paparazzi for for. I, I take it all back. Way. And by the way, if the cab driver, if he if he was really fearing for his life, he would be like, "Yeah, man, this sucked. I've never seen anything like it." Yep. But he's like, "No, nah, it really wasn't that bad. It's uh, like any other day." Yes. <laughs> Dude, he said they were quiet. They were sitting in the back. It wasn't like a chase or anything. It wasn't like a chase out of a movie. He followed up on that. Okay. Picked up Harry, Megan, and I, assuming her mother, because he said an older black woman, one security ground around 11 p.m. on Tuesday outside the New York City Police Department's 19th precinct. I don't think I'd call it a chase. Never felt like I was in danger. Wasn't like a car chase in the movie. They were quiet, seemed scared, but it's New York. It's safe. Their spokesperson okay, so said— why were they- why were they at the 19th precinct? Uh, they went. Oh, they were already filing a complaint for something because they're a holes. Yep, they were. They were pursued by two vehicles: a black Honda Accord and an older gray Honda CRV. Okay, their spokesperson said dozens of vehicles with blacked-out windows, which sounds like, oh my god, goodness gracious! But this explains why there's not video of this all over the city, because two Hondas driving behind a taxi is just—that's not a high-speed chase. That's just Wednesday, you know what I'm saying, or Tuesday. And, and by the way, yeah. And if this were true, and you had dozens of vehicles, that means there's dozens of videographers working for. 50 news outlets across the world ready to sell this footage, which we haven't seen because it doesn't exist. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jim, thank you for thanking me. Thank you for thanking me. That's the right thing to do. Uh, We should get down to Clearwater. We got work to do. I know you have one more show tonight. Give them hell. Finish up straw. Two more shows. You have tomorrow night as well. Yeah, I'm going to give them the truth, and they're going to think it's hell. You're damn right they are. Uh, Someone bring us a chimp. Get down to Clearwater Saturday night. It's the Capitol Theater. If there's any state in the union that has a chimp or a lemur or a tarsus, like, just bring it to the show. Like, we're animal lovers. All we want to do is pet the chimp. What, does that make us bad people? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was America. I thought we were going to Florida. (laughs) Come on, free state of Florida. I put it on DeSantis. If DeSantis doesn't personally show up with a chimp, it's not the free state he says it is. I tried to get DeSantis to to go to the show. Uh (laughs) I was talking to one of his comms people, and I was like, hey, why don't you take one of them government minivans and head over and see the Last of Liberty tour. And this person was like, ma'am, that's an eight-hour drive from Tallahassee. I'm like, what do I look like, Mrs. Florida Geography? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, Ronnie D. And first of all, you shouldn't have told him he was coming to hang out with you and me. We should have just offered, said it was a flight to Epstein uh, Island. That would have been more prestigious. <laughs> You'd have been like, oh, no, maybe that. Yeah, no. What's no, that? I should have said, hey, there's a bunch of groomers dressed as Disney characters. Come arrest them. Yeah. <laughs> so funny that's gonna be the opening of the show we'll, we'll tackle some disney characters we'll make it we'll give it a local flair that's what we do we you adapt we adjust love to do it that's so funny the k train we'll see you on tv tonight at seven be well you're the best miss you ready Bye. we're back after this it's the show that never hits the books i love the poorly educated you're listening to fox across america with jimmy Fallon. 
Talk about an embarrassment of radio riches to close the show on. One of them is just a comedy matinee idol that you can see at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club this weekend. I'm talking about May 19th and 20th, Uncle Vinny's in Point Pleasant, New Jersey. You can also see him next weekend at Levity Live in West Nyack, New York, the lovely and talented Joe DeVito. Hey, girl. Hi. How are you, Jimmy? And Dion Baia, a friend of ours here at the Fox News Channel, a made guy, okay, works on the audio side, stage management on every show. Sometimes you see him on the air and get engaging in all kinds of hijinks. Gentlemen, nice to see you as well. Thank you. I was looking in the windows, and you're like, yeah, you can come in, kid. Don't worry. You okay. stop it. You're always welcome. It's like the Olive Garden when you're here, your family. Free but really sticks. quick, as two guys who spend a lot of time in New York, Harry and Meghan are making headlines for this supposed two-hour high-speed chase. It's the movie Bullet with Steve McQueen. Do you know anywhere in Manhattan, and I'm speaking as a former cab driver, so I have my own insider trading here, but do you know anywhere in Manhattan you can speed for two and a half minutes, let alone 120 of them? The only high-speed chases are people running out of the subways. <laughs> like, meaning you're getting chased on yeah, foot. Yeah, it's on foot. <laughs> like, if they would have said this went on for two hours, like they were walking out and some pantless hobbit ran after them. That's believable. Very possible. Okay. In a car, no way. In a car, no way. Dion Baia, you're in Manhattan. You drive in and out of the city, do you not? I do, yeah, yeah. Do you buy this story? Not with uh, the you equating it to, to McQueen and the Charger and the Mustang and Bullet. I mean, maybe if they're in pedicabs driving around <laughs> like rickshaws or something like that, I can't see it going. Even with the Ill- illegality you see nowadays of people just running around, uh, mm-hmm. you know, hitting people and stuff like that. There's no way this could have happened for two hours. No. And the way their spokesperson put the statement out is because they're trying to make this obviously evocative of Princess Diana and the fact that that's Harry's mom. And, of course, we empathize with him in that. But this is just clearly engineered to make them look sympathetic. Yeah, they're in a bad spot right now in the public eye. You know, 70 percent of the world's living paycheck to paycheck. She was like, being a princess is hard. So this was their bright idea. (laughs) Yes. Well, uh, maybe because what happened is they clearly interacted with somebody. But their publicist said there were a dozen vehicles with blacked out windows chasing them. They were driving over sidewalks at one point. And, and you know what? And there's no way to verify any of that. None. That's the great thing. Because there's no video. And now that's the part. Well, there yeah. should be. Because if you go on social media, I see videos every day of all these Anything. on Instagram of people getting hit. There's the most horrible things happening yeah. in subways or cars hitting people. So some of this video should come out yeah. uh, of suburbans or whatever, you know, like the Matrix. That's, that's the point, though, right, Joey? If two yeah. British royals. <laughs> or in a high, if a if a rat bites a pizza, he has it's a documented. nickname and it's yeah. documented all over the world. Within an hour of it happening, your pizza rat. She's so invested in being a victim. Yes, and there's a pretty simple formula for that. If you were sitting around thinking, "Am I a victim?" Ask yourself one question: Have you ever had a royal wedding? Mm-hmm. And if you've had a royal wedding, you're not a victim. You're doing pretty good. <laughs> and I was at that royal wedding, royal wedding and it yeah. was a nice royal were you, wedding. Were you covering? Yeah, I went, oh, yeah they sent us over there. It was oh. very nice at the time. That's the kind of heat mm. you have. He gets sent to Buckingham Palace. Me and Joey get sent to White Castle. Yeah. They're yeah. like, you'll be covering the royals <laughs> at White Castle. And I was his plus one for that. Yeah, you'll be called. <laughs> the old 516. You and Joey will be covering the royals in Kansas City. As they a were in a, effect. You said they were in a taxi as well. They're like in a Prius. Not even, so, you know what I mean? It's apparently like, their, their vehicle. <laughs> took them to the 19th precinct because they saw a paparazzi and they were like, this yeah. looks a little ominous. From there, they got into a taxi. <laughs> there, Because, you know, when you're looking to protect royalty, you, you shoehorn four cab. people into a tiny yellow cab. Story's already falling Can apart. I yeah. tell you this? I picked up 40 people a day for seven years. The amount of times I had four people in my cab, I could definitely count on one hand. Yeah. So the odds of that even happening are, are absurd. But the idea that someone thought as a security apparatus, this was a good move. Yeah. Well, yeah. maybe they saw, you know, a driver, a Sikh driver with a turban, and Harry thought, oh, my family used to oppress these people. Maybe yeah. I can force them to give us a 
right. pull some colonial type yeah, stuff like and get a free ride out of cab. I'm going to yeah. colonize the taxi. Uh, Joe DeVito is at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club uh, this Friday, May the 19th, Saturday, May the 20th. You have to get there, and you should double up and also see him at Levity Live the following weekend in West Nyack, New York, with Diamond Dave Landau, good mm-hmm. friend of ours. Nice. Michael, Michael Loftus. Loftus. It's going to be a good time. Fabulous female comic. No, Michael Loftus, great guy as well. <laughs> Gentlemen, we'll always have this. Thank you. The show's over. What a moment. See yes. everybody on the TV with Will Kane at 8 p.m. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.